We spoke about the fact that there's different ways Hashem does things. We spoke about this was called the Maise, which is the Maise Lokis, which means uh, we talk about something which is Tivis, which means it comes by itself, Mikris, which is it comes without any specific plan, and the last is Mishali, or Kiris, Kiris, which is what a person can choose to do. So now he's going to talk about how speech can fit into those, to those categories. And he says, Same thing we find those four divisions when it comes to speech. When an obvious to speak with Rakh Kodesh, we're told on top of page uh, 100. So of course, when an obvious speaking with Bishem Hashem, so the Navi speaking Shem Hashem is, is Hashem is directing what to say. And the Navi The Navi doesn't choose what to say. The Navi is being told what to say by Hashem. Um, Agav, that's not Pashat Bichal. That's a big Machlaikas and the Kazari is being a Machadish. We normally we say that Targ of Nevo is only by Moshe Rabbeinu. By Moshe Rabbeinu, that there's a concept of Pe'al Pe. Did you ever wonder what that means? Hashem is in the Torah, I speak to Moshe Pe'al Pe. And I'm speaking to you, I'm not speaking to your mouth. I'm speaking to your ear. You should hear what I'm saying. Your mouth doesn't hear what I'm saying. So why would Hashem say pale, pale to everybody? Rather, it's just a pale, isn't it, everybody? You understand, I'm speaking to me, you hear me. What does the Mustaq pale, pale mean? So I always explain it like this. Pale, pale is Lashon of Chazal say, which means what Hashem told Moshe the words to say. It wasn't that He told him that idea that Moshe had to choose the way He wanted to say it. It was the words that, like my real discourse in the spiritual Torah, the words Hashem told Moshe, these are the words you're going to say, The other Nevim wasn't like that. The other Nevim, they understood the Rayon, they understood the idea, and then they had to say it in their words to Moshe, which is why you see each love is his style of speaking, because they weren't given the words, it was Koyama Hashem. This is the idea Hashem told me to tell you, but it wasn't that Hashem told him exactly the words to say. It wasn't the Ziyadavah. Only Moshe Ben had that clarity of Nevuah, that he was told, these are the words. And Hashem says, that's, that's the uniqueness of that I'm telling Moshe's mouth. I'm telling him words to say. So then, the Dibra of Moshe was a Dibra Raki. The Dibra of Moshe was the words of Hashem. Like we said, Shechem the verse with that brother. Which is why we can medayek every single letter in the Torah. Because every letter in the Torah was what Hashem said. And if Hashem said it, then every single letter we can until it tell him Shalachas. When it comes to the novel, we can't learn Halacha. And I do Halacha Mitach Dibra Nevim. Because it was Nevim saying it. They were saying the idea Hashem told him to say. But it wasn't the words Hashem told him to say. So that's the case. The matter had the accuracy. That's uh, exactly what you can learn. Nachmanim's uh, from as the same way we can do in the Torah. And that's the case for us to say that Ein the Navi Tavah B'Chira Midvarav, according to what we just understood in the Rambam, is not true. The Navi doesn't B'Chira Midvarav. He can choose how to say of the Dvar Hashem. He can't choose if he to say or not to say it. He has to say it. But exactly how to say it, it's up to the Navi to say it. Mashiach can. We talk about Moshe Rabbeinu. So then the was like that. There was not any of the double of the We talked about Moshe Ben, and then there was that Muslim of the Dibra, which was exactly the words of Hashem, and those are the words which Moshe said. So that's the first level. That's what's called Dibra Laiki. And where can we hear Dibra Laiki? We heard it at Harsinai when Klaishra all heard Hashem speak, and you heard it when we heard Moshe speaking to us, and Derech, what Moshe said, we heard the Dvar Laiki, which is that's the Dibra Torah. But Dibra TV, What's considered the Tava? 
what's natural speech? You know, it's not something a person chooses, but it's part of the, the Teva. So then he says, is a person's, uh, the Ramazim and the Tznuis that a person does by way of expression. In other words, not words. Not words that a person says that have meaning. It's like a sound which expresses an emotion. Uh, just like an animal would do. It expresses fear, it expresses pain, it expresses happiness, whatever it's going to be. That's a different tvaitivi. It's a natural response to a certain feeling. The same thing when a person gets a fright, someone, or whatever it is, and that's a tvaitivi. It was a reaction natural to a situation. And that's not, that doesn't express in words. They express just in the sound. That's what he says. That it's and that's the uh, person doesn't choose to make those kind of sounds. That's the type of reaction to whatever the stimulation or whatever the situation is. But uh, the words which a person can decide on what to say, and I'm going to express it in words, they're a mixture of these two, nation, these two concepts. Sometimes the words are a result of my responding to something, with Hari, and I choose what to say. By Dibur Hamikri, the last kind of reason, which is in Mikra, but Dibur Hamashagoyim by Eshagoyim. They suddenly made an Indian with a girl, Hemis Mukhovan. The way that a person has no dice talks. So the words he says have no meaning, they're just random words. So it's shouts out a word, it means nothing. That's what we call Mikri, just like we said, a Mikri is something which is part of a, which isn't part of a system, there's no reason for it, and there's no logic behind it. And uh, obviously, a person who's a logical person wouldn't just suddenly say words which are meaningless. That's the sign of Shiga. Okay. But Dibra Hamifari, the Dib which is completely up to a person to choose, or Dibra Hanavi Ba'ez Nevasa, is the Dibra of a Navi when he's giving the Vah, which is a question why it's not a spirit what he said before. We said the Dibra of the Navi is coming from the Indian Hadaki. So we can explain what we said previously. Before he was talking about Moshe Rabbeinu, and by Moshe Rabbeinu, the Dibra of Moshe was a Dibra Hadaki, it was the words of Hashem. The Dibra of another Navi who wants to explain to us what he saw. But he has to choose the words, so then it's Nifhari, which means the Navi has the Bechiris to choose which words he wants to tell us. Or the person is Bachachma, and when he talks, he thinks first what he wants to say. He chooses his words carefully. So you can see is exactly the right thing he wants to express. And you see that. You see that regardless of a person by clearly how, how he chooses what he wants to say. And it should be accurate, and it should be correct, and it should be uh, basically conveying an idea. That, that's the choice of what you call the Mithkar Adoshan, of, of a person who's a Baldas, that he chooses how he wants to say something. And obviously, he's going to think about it, he's going to think, what's the best way to say it? Should, should I say it like this? Should I say it differently? What's the right way to put it across? And that's the, that, that's the sign of Das. And it's up to me to choose. I could have said it like this, I could have said it differently. Or maybe sometimes the better idea is to say nothing, not to say. And then uh, so the choice to talk and the choice what to say and how to say is all a sign of the das involved, which means that a person didn't just stand and talk. <coughs> and I got that's a, that's a certain sign of shameless of a person. And a certain sign of shameless of a person, the fact how much he's boycher the words to say, how much a person is in shredded on what he says, and how much. The person just talks without thinking. And as we saw the Rebbe Musa, one of the minds of Chachamim was that they were mind for Dibur. Because that way they had to think more before what they said, what's the right thing to say, not just to talk, not just to say. That doesn't have the same way. Fine.
In other words, at the end of the day, all these four Chalakim, we call Mikra, Tivi, Ereiki, and even Mifchari, are all, we have to them all back to Hashem. And Hashem wanted that, that particular person to say that particular thing, because if that would be the case, we may never can give it a tunic, but we can't say that Hashem planned what every person is going to say. Or else we're going to say there's as much significance as the words of the tunic, of a kid, of the baby, has no meaning, doesn't has no das, and the militza, the expression of the balda of the of the person who's uh, someone who's expressing what he wants to say, what I've been thought about on the same level. And what? The the, the concept of the das of the kim is that the brother we saw before him like plans the whatever's going to happen even if he doesn't make the person do a particular thing. And here's where the the Mukhazari is going to finalize this eventual eventually this whole idea of how he puts together the fact that he's explained by Rikhus that there are things that a person can choose to do. He can choose his words, he can choose his actions. So there is a certain Bakira and he said he can't avoid that. And at the same time Akadish Barakhu is the the, the the source of the, of whatever the person chooses, how do the two things come together? So he brings it like this. Uh, the Atzel, the lazy person, is going to defend himself being lazy. He's going to defend his Atzelot by saying, I don't have to do anything because Hashem's already decided what's going to be. So why should I have to work hard? It's a waste of time. Hashem decided anyway. So that's, and, and therefore, I'm part from trying anything because it's not going to change the result. That taina of the artful, what he calls it, never taina. Says the that's not a taina. Why? It's like you say that just like if a person says what what what's going to be, it can't not be. It's what Hashem decides it's going to be. It's going to be, and you're going to say it to him, Oymeli. You're going to say Emesu. It's true. Hashem wants to be. It's going to be, but it doesn't affect what we do because. The fact that Hashem wants to be is what's going to be doesn't prevent a person. It doesn't prevent a person like, like trying to think what I should do. He's going to prepare weapons to fight his enemies. He's going to prepare food so he shouldn't be hungry. He's going to say, oh, what will be will be. If Hashem wants me to eat, the food will come to me. Why? Because Kashe Yisbar Lecha because when it's clear to you, that the way that you're going to save yourself, or the way you're going to find you, like prevent yourself from losing something, and only are complete, can be the same size through the means of the actions the person can do. Um, uh, and therefore, even the, the strongest um, of the reason, things which I need, I either have to choose the option of doing something myself, that's because Jesus, doing something myself, which does this, or if I ask the Rikha, we're not doing anything, uh, doing nothing, and, and th- that's up to me to do, I can't rely on the fact that Hashem will take care of it, and therefore I'm positive, I don't have to do anything. Now, even though what people do doesn't always work, and even though sometimes, the, the, the Hishtadus the person does proves to be unsuccessful, the effort a person uh, puts into something proves to be for nothing, don't bring a proof what happens to the ma'atim, which means the minority, 
where it is water, so only a few times, where they have mikras completely by chance, they even have mishtadl v'natsalamofkati. That the person who tried to save himself, the person who tried to save himself got lost, and the, the mufka, the person who didn't care about himself, got saved. And as people point to a story like that, so you see, it doesn't, it's, not worth, it's not worth trying anyway, because the result has nothing to do with what a person does. A person can try and, not, and fail, a person cannot try and succeed. So it says, because I don't bring rise from cases that you'll find like that. Why? Because, um, b- because there's not a proof to every other case. Why not? The, that would we say that a person has to have a bitcho, a person has to have bitachon, um, it has it, it understood the person has to be tachon, but it's not something which is uh, it's it's it's, it's a movement built in Yisraelisakana, which means it's something which is understood, but not the person should be in makom sakana. Ve'ain da'atun berech makom sakana imakom bitcho, kasher berech imakom sakana makom bitcho. A person doesn't. Uh, it's the fact that a person runs away from a place which is dangerous, the place which is safe, so it's not just the fool who does it. Yeah, it's not that a person thinks, well, why should I change the place I'm in? And uh, whatever can happen to me, happen to me anyway. But it's only the uh, fool who thinks that, and the that, and the person who understands will also go to a safer place. Because it's more likely in a makam sakana that he'll get hurt and he'll be saved. The fact that a person gets saved in a Mokam HaSakon is a nest. The fact that a person gets punished in a place which is safe, we said that's, uh, that's also, it's not a nest, because something negative, but it's not something which is expected. And therefore a person should look to, look to be in a place which is safer. Now we explained this once before, we'll explain it again. And that is uh, a story that I heard for Shein, important principle. If a person thinks, one second, if I beat Achen, and Rashim wants to happen, it's going to happen. And if a person is meant to survive, I'll survive. And if I'm meant to not survive, I won't survive. So I'm not going to wear a hand. What's the difference if I'm in a dangerous place or in a safe place? Either way, the Russian wants to be, is going to be. What's the answer? So the very first thing was like this. Beautiful, you said. He said, we know that there's a din on a place. We say, in Shoshana, that the Medina is for Yemen. Ezra, the Rav, Ezra, the Shoshana, Ezra, the Mokham, Ezra, the Shoshana, Ezra, the Mokham. The place is, a place gets judged. And besides that, each person gets judged. So why do we need the judgment of a place if each person is going to judge anyway? Every single person is going to get judged. You're going to live, you're going to die. So why do you have to have a, a question before that? Is this going to be a place of war? Is it going to be a place of shalom? We're judging the individual either way. And the Chastik explained like this. He said the first point always is Hashem judges the place. If this place is judged to be a it's going to be a war. Now, in a war, people get killed. And if that's the case, now we've decided that this place is going to be a place of war, and it's a place where people get killed. So now the din on each person is going to be, do, do you deserve to be saved? And the next person, do you deserve to be saved? Do you deserve to be saved? Because the starting point, the, the starting point in the makam of war is people get killed. And now the question each person is, do you deserve to live? But if it would be a place which would be a safe place, Hashem was because they're in a country that should be a, Hashem was decreed in a country that should be a, a makam of shalom, a place of peace. So then Hanachah is the place of peace, people don't get killed. Place of peace, no one's, no one's fighting. Now it still could be that there are going to be people who die, there's a crime, there's car accidents, 
There's all kinds of things that happen in a safe place as well. But there the question is different. In a safe place, the question on each individual is, do you deserve to die? And as the starting point is, people shouldn't die, unless the person is so bad that the deal is, yes, they deserve to die. In a Makam al-Khamat, the other way around, in a place of war, the starting point is people will get killed. And now the question is, are you such a tzaddik that you deserve to be saved? And that's what Pascal said, there's a big difference between the two questions. There are a lot of people who have been in the middle. In other words, a lot of people, if the question you ask me is, do they deserve to die? They're not so bad. They're not so bad, they don't deserve to die. So leave them alone. But on the other hand, if they're in a Makam al-Khamat, and in a Shasa Sakon, in a dangerous place, and you're going to ask them, do you deserve to live? Uh, they don't, they're not such a pizza bacon. And that's why he says it's always good not to be in a Makam Sakon. Not because Hashem doesn't judge each person, but that what, the, what, what Hashem is shakil, what Hashem decides, is different based on the based on the hanachah of the place. A place which is a dangerous place, so then he's chosen to, to live. Uh, a place which is a safe place, the person needs to be punished to get to die. And because the the the, the, the question is different, so it will change the outcome for each person. The answer is the fetus you said in Chaskil. It could be if a person wasn't in the war zone, he wouldn't be killed. Now that he's in a Makam Milchama, now the question on him is, does he deserve to deserve? So the answer is no. But now, in that Mats of Milchama, there could be a lot of things that happen to him. It could be he got killed by the enemies, it could be he a heart attack, it could be something else that happened to him. In the Mats of Sakona, he doesn't deserve to survive. So now the question is, what's going on? If he doesn't deserve to live, so what, which way is he going to die? So if it would be a Mats that there wouldn't be a war, and then it wouldn't be a Makam Sakona, then the Cheshman is a different Cheshman. Then the Din is a different Din. And that's why he says it's important to avoid a Makam Sakana because uh, in a Makam Sakana, it's not that Hashem doesn't decide. Of course Hashem decides. But the fact is Hashem decides are not different. And therefore he says, um, uh, And therefore the, the, to choose to, to, for a person to do something, in a case like that, to, let's say, Bishtadis, to go away from Makam Sakana, the person will have to do because not that Hashem doesn't decide what's going to happen to him, but if he changes the circumstances, then he, he can put himself into a different category of how Hashem judges him. Yeah. The person should always die before the Gzardin. Because after the Gzardin, it's very difficult to change. It needs a, it needs a big source to change the Gzardin. Which means before the Gzardin has been the Gzard, the person can dive in and it will change the Gzard. After the Gzard, it's, it's command impossible to change the Gzard. So yes, so then once Hashem is decided what's going to happen, the person doesn't know that Hashem is decided, but to change it is very difficult. Now, what is Hashem decided? So here's the point which is a little bit, which there's a question which everyone asks. That if you're really talking about this idea, let's just explain it for a few more minutes. Now it is, let's say a person does something wrong during the year. And because of that they get punished. When was that next year? The Rosh Hashanah before, he hadn't done, he didn't, hadn't done anything wrong yet. The Rosh Hashanah others, he's already gotten punished. Let's say a person does an average in the year, and for whatever reason he gets punished. That same year he gets punished. So when, when, when was the punishment next time? Before, the Rosh Hashanah before, he had done an average yet. <laughs> so how did he get punished in the year for something he hadn't yet done? And Hashem didn't wait for the next year, Hashem punished him now. How, that be? how could that be? How could it be? A person during the year tried to do something, uh, and uh, he gets caught and he gets thrown into jail. Where are the things that he gets thrown into jail? Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah didn't do anything wrong yet. 
So, how does the Zayin work? Hashem is there on something which hasn't yet happened, or on the fact that it happened. And the answer is, we have to understand the very important principle of Vinshamai. And that is, even though we talk about it as similar to a din here in this world, there's a very big difference. There's a very big difference. And that is, the, the din isn't just on what a person's already done. The din is based on, uh, on the future also, in the sense that it's an exact. That if a person does this, this is what's going to happen. And if a person does this, that's what's going to happen. It's part of the Xer also. In other words, the Xer isn't just on the past, and therefore I want to either reward you or punish you for the past. The Xer is also on where the person, based on the, each person, where are you going to get challenged this year? Where is there going to be any sign? Where are you going to have to use your Pechira? That's the sign of the Rosh Hashanah. This is the places. And now, what's going to happen if you choose the one way? What's going to happen if you choose the other way? That's the Xer as well. And therefore, the Xer Rosh Hashanah is the whole puzzle. Everything is set out. What, what the person does, and what a person can choose, and what's going to happen if the person chooses the one way, mm-hmm. what's going to happen if he chooses the other way. That's all in the exact. So the exact Rosh is this person's going to be in a situation like this. And if he does this, this is what's going to happen. And if he does this, that's what's going to happen. It's all there. It's all set up. And now just the person, he's choosing which route to go, and then the fear that he, that was already in the exact. This is what's going to happen to him. So it's the same thing over here. It could be that the exact Rosh is, if this person goes to Shastakana, he's going to get killed. If he doesn't deserve to get saved. If he doesn't, then he won't. It's, 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 the the Bechira is up to the person, but the options are Nixar already. The options are Nixar, and not only the options are Nixar, it's already something a Navi can see. And I always bring a eye for this. I always bring a eye for this. It says by Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu goes outside and he sees the Ish Mitzri, Maki Ish Echov, Ishmael Echov. He sees the Mitzri hitting a Jew. So he wants, to, he wants to do something. So it says, He looks at what's in the Ish, says Rashi. He looked at all the Dorot of the Mitzri. They're going to be Tzadikim or Rishayim. He said, all Rishayim. Okay, so I'll tell the Mitzri. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, Be'emet, were they Dorot? The Mitzri got killed. He had no Dorot. So what is Moshe looking at? How can Moshe look at Dorot which didn't exist? He looked at his children, his grandchildren, all Rishayim. They didn't exist. The Emma says he got killed five minutes later. He never had those Dorot. So where was it to see? What is Moshe looking at? And the answer is, this you saw. The answer is, there was two options. Either Moshe would kill the Mitzvah and he wouldn't have Dorot, or Moshe wouldn't kill the Mitzvah and he would have Dorot. Now Moshe being in Avi, could look to see, on the option I don't kill the Mitzvah, let's see the plan. What's Hashem going to do? I'll make a rush like this, and a rush like this, and a rush like that. Top, Adif Hashem So the other option was there. The other option was there. It was a reality that Moshe could see. And except he chose, I'm not going to go that route. I'll go the other route. I'll kill him. And then, he killed him, okay, he wanted Dorot. Which means, whenever Hashem sets up Bechira, Hashem is also going there on both options. If you do this, this will happen. If you do that, that will happen. And that's why we always answer the Midrash at the beginning of the Torah. Mishra and Shabbos. Ba'aret says the Torah v'vayu. It was Nigzah the Churban. The Shabbos of the Baris Ba'aret. Ba'aret says the Torah v'vayu, that's the Churban. But it had to be a Churban. It was Nigzah Mamish at the beginning of the Maish Ba'aret, it had to be a Churban. And the answer was, yes, the possibility was there. Hashem wasn't because there we had to go that route. Hashem didn't decide it has to happen, but the ability of happening was there. And therefore, the, the, from the beginning, there was already the track of the Chorban. There was a track of no Chorban, there was a track of yes Chorban. And uh, we decided which track to go, but the track was there. It was already set up for that. Another riot. When Kain kills heaven, so Hashem comes to Kain for time. He says, "Call the man achicha tzarekim in Adam." The man achicha. What? What's 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 the Russian rabbi? He says, "Call dam achicha." 
What Zaraisa? There weren't any. Hashem got killed. Which Hashem didn't make Zaraisa for him. Because Hashem knew he was going to die. And the answer is no. There was an option of Hell not getting killed. And if Hell hadn't gotten killed, then he would have had Zaraisa. And now Cain, because he decided to go the track of killing Hell, so that whole Mahalach of Hell Zaraisa never happened. Cain, you're responsible for that. Which means whenever there's a Bechira, the part of the Bechira is that Hashem decides on each option. If you're going to do this, that's what's going to happen. If you're going to do this, that's what's going to happen. And that's Nigzah and Rosh Hashanah too. The Gzera Hashanah isn't always just what has to happen, whether it's not Tanah versus Bechira. The Gzera Rosh Hashanah also is, to some extent, in those areas where Hashem is going to give a person Bechira, is going to be going there on, this is what's going to happen based on what you choose. Asking a very good shayla, and then Chalas Hashanah. And he built his whole Sefer Da'as Tunas around the Shadow. Sefer? Da'as Tunas. It's based on the, the central idea of Da'as Tunas is, is to answer this question. And that is, on the one hand, we say that Akadosh Baruch Hu works with people's Bechira, and he's planned the options of what's going to happen based on their choices, but they choose it. And okay, you chose, and I'll go with what you chose. But then that means Hashem is reacting, which means the way he's doing things is based on the Bechira, that's what we're going to do. So, then it looks like in some way, that things are going bidiyavid. Not the way Hashem wanted, but okay, he chose, all because he chose And on the other hand, we have a Yisrael which we spoke about a few years ago, and that is that HaKadosh Baruch isn't, it doesn't get changed by people. And Hashem's Tachnit doesn't change either. Which means how are we going to understand it? Exactly what happened what Hashem wanted to happen. How did the two things work together? That's the central question that Rachel asks, and, and Betsy, like I said, he devotes most of his Sefer does to answer the question. And to answer the, without relearning the whole sefer, but uh, one word. The answer, the Iki answer in Chal is, there's two different Hanhagas in the world. There's what's called Hanhagas and Mishpat and Hanhagas and Yichud. And it's similar to what the, we can explain it in light of the famous Nefesh Echayim of Hashem is Mamalek Amen and Sogevka Amen. It's a similar oh, time, Mamalek Amen and Sogevka Amen. Nefesh Echayim and Sharagimu, which we learned about Parikhs and Nefesh Echayim and Shem. It's basically the same idea, just in different words. And the answer is like this. There's two different ways Hashem works, and even though they look very different to each other, but the two are, two work hand in hand, even though it, 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 we can't understand um, exactly why it does it, we can understand how it works. So the two analogous are analogous are Mishmat. Mishmat means people do, and Hashem judges people. And if people deserve to be rewarded, they'll be rewarded, and if people deserve to be punished, they'll be punished. And that's uh, that Hashem works the world. That is, uh, people do, and Hashem reacts. He rewards, he punishes, and if there's been Cyrus, and if there's been people dying, if there's been a Holocaust, and if there's been a Khorban, that's part of the Mishpat. You did, you did, you did that virus, you deserve the punishment. And if you would have done that virus, you wouldn't deserve the punishment. That's what we call Anhagas and Mishpat. That's what we're talking about now. There's another Anhagas. Anhagas and Yechud. means it's Hashem Yechud. And Anhagas and Yechud is Hashem is doing everything to bring about the maximum Kvachimayim. And Hashem chose that the way the world is running, that's ideally the way to bring about Kvachimayim. Which means that even though it came about through our Averis, but Ba'atim it's the Khathila. It's the Khathila where Hashem wanted to happen because that's going to bring about the various Kwachimai. And therefore it's it's not that Hashem is just acting as a in, as a shafet. Uh, that based on what you do, I'm going to judge you. Just like the, the judge doesn't decide what people do. But when the people do things and they come to the judge and he decides what to do with it. Which means he's, the judge isn't making policy. He's not telling people what to do and he's not checking where they go. He's just reacting. If you do good, I reward you. If you do bad, I'm to punish you. That's Anagas and Mishpat, and that's Anagas, which is, you know, it's, it's what we call the Sosasi Berechle It's people leading the Anagas. 
And that is how the people do, and Hashem reacts to people do. People are shy, Hashem will punish. You have to think, Hashem will reward. But Hashem isn't taking the direction of where people, of making people do things. He's just dealing with what they do and rewarding Hashem. Well, if you're just going to have a Hanukkah Samishvat, the, the world's last direction. The world's last direction, because it's just you're always following people to punish or to reward them. So there has to be another Hanukkah, because Hashem wants the world to go somewhere. But if that means you have to take the lead. You have to take the lead, which means that Hashem has a thing of bringing the world to where he wants it to go. And now, since Hashem wants what Hashem wants for this world, the Rambam explains this very is that, the, that that there should be a concept of gidik vayshemek, and the greater the choyshech, the stronger the are, the bigger the contrast. And therefore, the more bad the world is, the more it will be nikkah the vayshemek when Hashem shows it another way. And therefore, the fact that the world has gotten so bad, and the fact that so many bad things have happened, for Adam is part of the plan of Hashem's intending for vayshemek. So it's not in that way. In what you call the Hanukkah Sayyichud, it's not a steer. It's not something which you know, people did and might tend to go the wrong direction. In Hanukkah Sayyichud, Akkadish Mokha knows exactly what he's doing and it's part of the plan. Now the two don't go together. You can't work Mishpat and Yichud at the same time. Um, like I said, the Nefesh is the same thing. That if you say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokein, Hashem Echod, you say Echod, Hashem does everything. There's nothing else in the world. He's a Kohad Echod, he does everything and there isn't any other Kohad and nothing else counts. I know about that. At the same time, you're going to say, and then everything is good because everything I should do is doing what he wants. At the same time, you're going to say, you can't say that. Kvod Machusa means he's a Melech, I mean, he's running people, which means he's judging and he's, and he's, he's dealing with what people do. And, and so then you have to say quietly because it's a different Anhaga. So they're both part of Hashem's Anhaga. There's Hashem's Anhaga that he's doing what he wants, and Hashem Echod, there's nothing else. And Anhaga, oh, no, there's a Malchus. And it's called Machosai, and then there's a, and he's he's so to speak acting as the Melech, as the one who decides. So they're both parts of the what we say is I am one in Hashem, we have said Bilchisha. We can't say about the that. That's uh, that's the that's the Yisai. Now again, to try and understand how to, the both of them work at the same time, that that you need to be Hashem to understand. Well, the Rav once said the idea that. It's like Hakadosh Baruch Hu makes adjustments from time to time, meaning as if you were you're the you know you're the second second navigator on the plane, and the the chief navigator lets you drive the plane a little bit. And every so often he takes the reins and he puts it back onto the path. Cause that's where it needs to. That's, that's what I remember from a while ago. Right, but now they're the same. No, that's else. true. That's part of the Hagos Mishpah. Hagos Mishpah is I want to react to people do and reward, punish, bring it back to where I want. But then remember, that means I don't want necessarily want him to drive it the wrong way. It means I'm correcting what people do. And then it means that Hashem is Isis Salam is Farak, yeah? That's all in Mishpat? That's all Mishpat. Mm-hmm. That's all Mishpat. And Hagas Ayyichud is, this is Lachat Khilil, this is exactly what Hashem wants. And to understand that, we, we don't understand fully. Then Ram Khalayat says, we don't understand fully that Hagas Ayyichud until Hashem shows it to us. But if you want an example for that, we look to the example we do understand. We look at, let's look at prayer. And I always give an example because it's something which you can understand. And that is, it's not just that Haman was a Rasha. Ay, Haman. Okay, now I have to come and punish Haman. So things are right again. It makes everything. Haman just like interfered with everything. Exactly. So not. It's not like that. Exactly not. Hashem wanted Haman. Hashem wanted Haman to do exactly what he did, and it helped Hashem bring the world to wanted it to go. So Haman wasn't the bidi it. Haman was the lechatchila. Well, he was lechatchila after Klai Saul sinned. I don't know if he was lechatchila. Because what he brought them to was more than they were before they sinned. Had so it means that, so let's go to their sin. Let's get, skip Haman, go back to the sin. Was the sin Lachat Chilam? 
in this and hoggy, yes, because it, it was part of what was needed. In other words, the client shall remain happy by the bathroom in Paris and, and not gotten any better, and it got any worse. That wasn't what Hashem wanted. Hashem wanted the Kiva Kamara Satari Ma'avo, and Hashem wanted them to do children and everything and to come back to Israel again. And they've just been doing nothing. Because so they have done that without having sinned by the. Let's say they would have been Oymid bin Isayan by the. By the party and not sin, would they have come to that great level of? We can uh, speculate. I don't know. No, but as I was saying, as I was saying I don't that. Know. I, I, but you asked the question, which what would have happened? I don't know what would have happened. But I was saying when you see what did happen, it all fitted into the plan. The fact that they sinned and that therefore they brought home and therefore they did shuffle and therefore they got back and therefore they came back to the Baishani, that was all the lechatchila. That was all the lechatchila. Now, had they not sinned, what would the plan have been? I don't know, but I'm saying if if you're going to go and hug us how you put, this was the best option. This was the so best how can option. How punish people for doing Because we always say that. They don't know that. When I share the people don't know. And therefore people just know what their decisions are. It's that in my Was the Mitzrayim good for the Jewish people? Very good. It was a Korabarza. It made us into Am, it made us come to the Boros Termuna, it made us obedient, it made us into uniting Klai Yisrael. So in, in, the, in the broad term view, Goddess Mitzrayim was a necessary part in building Klai Yisrael. Had Abram not said Bameh, had Abram not been Bangaria. So then again, if you're going to say as punishment, so then maybe so then we had the reason to punish. But if you're going to say it was just the plan and there was a man in the plan, then yes, there was a man in the plan, and Hashem wanted it to be like this because this was this gave this what what is what developed the the children or grandchildren of Abram into a nation, and this is what this was this was this was part of the formation of Klai Yisrael. And the fact that the Holy Spirit Israel gave HaKadosh Baruch Hu a chance to demonstrate all the Ikraim and the Chazak Yisrael that they've seen that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the prayer reminding the Chalabrit for all the Makkahs that they saw. And they saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu looked after them and took them out of Mitzrayim. And that's how he could be introduced himself as we gave us the Torah Aleich Hashem That's all important. That's all necessary. That's all a part of the of what Hashem wanted to do. Now we're asking the question, and what would have been if not like that? So then again, in Hagas Hamish, what you write? I'll pick Hagas Hamish, we wouldn't, we have to give you another explanation. But in Hagas again, this doesn't make people diverse, but it's part of the plan of what he wants to happen. Can we go back to other Mauritian for a minute? What if other Mauritian had not sinned from Eitz Adas? Also, we could say the same thing already at that level. Of course. The, the, the basic principle of Hagas Hamish is nothing happens as soon as it wants to happen. Not even with Bechir. Everything is Yechud, which means everything is happening exactly what Hashem wants to happen. Now, you can't, you can't work with both at the same time. You can't say Hashem is judging people based on what they do, and Hashem is at the same time doing what He wants to do regardless of people. You have to eat them separately. You have to look at either Hashem is acting as a dime. As a dime, He's looking at what people do, and then based on what they do, He gives them options, and with the choice of the truth, He decides the next step, and that's a reward and punishment. And Hashem works with people, and based on the decisions, that's how He deals with them. And at the same time, because that's what people love. People know about that we do. We can have choices. We make choices. Uh, we we get punished for the choices. The reward of the choices we make. That's one and hundred. And in whatever way the reward of punishment is going to be manifest, that's one and hundred. That's and how then, we have to relate. That's how we relate to us the mishpat. And that's how we relate to our ma'asim. And it relates to the way Hashem responds to our ma'asim, which the Torah talks about the whole hundred times. If you do mitzvahs, you're rewarded. If you do mitzvahs, you'll be punished. And that's the hundred which works with us. That's the hundred of mishpat. Now, I ask me, is there a higher Hanhaga? And that Hanhaga, and everything is going exactly like what Hashem wants to go, without people know that they are even unconsciously doing what Hashem wants them to do. Is there such a Hanhaga? Yes, is there such a Hanhaga? And the reason to say that is because 
The same thing that I can't look is just has to wait for people to do things to decide how to respond. And can't dictate what's going to happen until then. It's a very hard thing to say. Hashem is calling We say that the purpose of Hashem is creating the world is to make people into recipients of so that's the deserved, deserved, deserved. And the answer is that you're at the Mishmar Esther. There's another So which means there is that Hashem too, which everything is brings up what you make. And the people are doing, they're unknowingly being part of the plan. They're being making that happen too. If a person is aware of it, then they'll get rewarded for doing it with das. If a person is not aware of it, so they won't get rewarded for it because they don't intend they do it anyway. The mitzvah, as much as they didn't think they were carrying out the son of Hashem, they were. And like we said, at home, as much as they didn't think he was doing what Hashem wanted to do, he was. And you have to take that as an example to everybody else, even though we don't understand exactly what it's doing, but we understand that it has to be like that. And therefore we understand that every, any other rush along the way, that we definitely didn't think they were helping Hashem, and definitely didn't think they were doing anything worthwhile, but the Maaseh is, there was, that was part of the Hashem's plan. That was part of Hashem's plan. And, uh, and we will be Hashem. One day understand how that, what that plan was, and how everything which took place was fitting perfectly into the way it was meant to. Not that it justifies the Russia. It doesn't justify the Russia, but it justifies the, 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 the fact that Hashem allowed it to happen. I remember hearing once in the name of Rav Tzadik that Tshuva is... About the Ego. And even though you saw it in the Maisa, but it was Menamit Shavu Narvi. Menamit David Rai Rai Maisa, Menamit Shavu Toyochit. Which means that there was, Hashem had a plan that it happened here. But that doesn't get Kaddish off the hook. It doesn't justify that. It. But it means, it's not like Hashem let something happen which was bad. There was a plan for Hashem in making it happen too. In what way is that Shuva by recognizing it? It's a Shuva in recognizing that it wasn't completely bad. Uh, even though a person made, made the wrong decision, but the ultimate was part of what Hashem wanted to happen. And that's what the Lord tells Hashem. The Chol of Atchuk Hatasi, for Rabbi Nechosis, I did wrong, I wanted to do my fault, but as the man Tistak was the right. It was, you should be right. And therefore, there was, it wasn't completely bad. There was, a, there was something good which Sharish did, which comes out of Hatasi. It's a hard concept to understand how the two work together, but that's really the answer. There's two different elements. So he's talking about here, and he's asking about people's Bechira. So people's Bechira is going to explain in the terms of Mishra. That's Hashem who deals with Bechira. If you ask me before about, is Hashem a Kol Yachal? And uh, can he prevent things happening in the world? Or just punish them after it happens? Of course he can prevent them happening. So why is he allowed them to happen? Obviously that's part of a bigger Xera, or a bigger plan that Hashem has, which we aren't yet aware of all the details of that plan. But we know the plan exists. I know, that's when we talk about... When we talk about one of the things we will learn about the Yemaisa Mashiach, one of the things we'll learn about is Hashem will show us the plan of the world. Hashem will show us the plan of the world and He'll show us how every single thing which happened in the world was what was done in the step-by-step build-up to the Yemaisa Mashiach, build-up to the climax. Now, this is just very explain the topic. I just want to share one thing I'll pick up on. And that is just to explain a lot of this thing. And that is that being as Hashem creates this world with the concept of Tevira, there's a good in the world and there's a bad in the world. So, so there's a certain middle which was the world Hashem runs with, and that is that if the function of the world is for the good to destroy the bad, the first thing is there has to be a separation from good and bad, because then the bad gets revealed as something which can be destroyed. But if it's still all mixed together, 
So it's in your bruvia. It's a mixture of good and bad together. So then you can't identify you know, what in this, where's the bad and what's the good. So you don't see the destruction of the bad. It's only when you see it separate. You see, that's, this is the good, that's the bad. Now you can see we're destroying the bad. And therefore, part of the musuk of the Iskandar Sarah, and that is that the bad gets revealed, in whatever terms you're going to call it, it gets shown to be bad, is now can get destroyed. But as much as the person doesn't, you can't see the rat, so then you don't see the the, 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 the of destroying the rat in that person. For example, imagine a person who looks like a tzaddik, dresses like a tzaddik, acts like a tzaddik, under the surface is a real Russian. What are you going to do with him? You're going to strike him dead, and he's going to say, tzaddik morale. And people don't see that there's a tzaddik Russian here. But if that, if that tzaddik is something you're going to get revealed to everybody as a noble mamish and a big Russia, and it was sickened by what a Russia is, and now he gets killed, oh, avoid a show in and so, so was it a good thing that Hashem showed what a Russia he was first? Yes, because then the people understand, he killed a Russia. Whereas Hashem wouldn't have shown that Russia, it would have just always been under the surface, then people don't see the Russia, so I don't see Hashem destroying it. And therefore, let's say, that if we're going to write that to begin with, the says, had Adam not eaten from the Yitzhah Das? The Yitzhah. The Ra's there. Adam didn't reveal that Ra, didn't come out, but there's a Ra there. And now, the question is, how are you going to show you destroying the Ra? Again, it doesn't just for Adam for a minute. He, was, he did the wrong thing. But the fact that now the Ra was misguided is something you can destroy. And that's always the stage. Whenever there's a Bechidna of Ra, the fact that we can identify it and, and see the Ra, then it becomes something which is a Kvachma and destroy without that. So then the Kvachma is never complete, either because people never saw the Ra anyway, or if you see the punishment without seeing the Ra, then you think that there's some injustice going on. And therefore, just this one example, there's a certain Ta'alik, there's a certain process of that... The, that before the Ra gets destroyed, it has to be misguided as Ra. And the more clearly it's seen as Ra, so the more posture it is that there's a great man destroying. Top, we just said Namish Vakteya Chut on Zeva Das Tvonis, but that's Namish the Yisoy that he speaks about. How there's this two way in Haga to keep flying with the Shia. There's, there's a second, there's a two track on Haga in the world. On Haga which deals with us, and on Haga Sayyichud which is dealing with the uh, so to speak, how Klemshin is planning everything to bring to the point he wants to bring it. That's the Shabbat.